Welcome to the Not Project Space podcast, where we shine a light on a cluster of Canadian artists and their experiments with augmented reality. This is Tender Circuits, and I'm your host, Marissa Gallimit. I'm a visual artist and an accomplice to a group of brilliant minds who conjured up site-specific projects across North America, culminating in an online exhibition. They are world builders with diverse practices in filmmaking, sculpture, narrative design, research, theater, and creative technologies. We invited them to play with the senses, to reframe histories, and to imagine the multiverse with symbiosis in mind, a kind of natural interconnectedness that thrives on the forest floor, in bodies of water, and even in the concrete of urban landscapes. It's true that augmented reality has the dynamic power to bring about a shift in perspective, layering new possibilities over what we see and hear, and maybe how we understand our place in the world around us. In this episode, we'll hear from Pixie Cram, Seth Thompson, and Kel McDonald. But before we dive in, we'd like to take a moment for our land acknowledgement. We acknowledge that we're connecting with you today from the unceded and unsurrendered territory of the Algonquin Nation. We honor the Algonquin people who have occupied this territory since time immemorial and whose culture has nurtured and continues to nurture this land and its people. We are grateful to be guests on this land where we have the opportunity to work, live and create. In an effort to make this acknowledgement more active, we ask that you learn about the land that you're joining us from today and that you read the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's 94 Calls to Action. And now, a message from our team at the Digital Arts Resource Centre. What if I told you there's a place in Ottawa where people can rent audiovisual gear like cinematic cameras, microphones, and lenses for a fraction of commercial rates? This isn't a dream. It's the Digital Arts Resource Centre, or DARK for short, located at 67 Nicholas Street. You can book DARK's recording studio and soundstage, as well as our extensive gear collection. You don't have to worry about not knowing how to use the gear because we host regular workshops on specific equipment, software, and general skills. DARK also has grant opportunities and residency programs available. The only catch is that you need to be a member. For $100 a year, you can have access to all these resources and benefit from member health insurance. Visit digitalartsresourcecenter.ca to join Ottawa's digital arts community. And we're back. The first artist we'll hear from today is Pixie Cram, writer, filmmaker, director, and animator based in Ottawa, Gatineau. Her work is inspired by science fiction and speculative futures. I also like very much to work with themes around nature and our role as humans in the the natural world, um, how we belong in the landscape, how the landscape changes us. For Tender Circuits, Pixie produced The Orb. The Orb is a multifaceted project with several components an animated film created from still images, photographic prints which act as triggers, and a short story of speculative fiction about a woman who has an experience with a mysterious object. Spheres and circular forms are recurring motifs throughout the artwork. The story is told from her perspective and what she experiences through 
um, interactions with members of her family and her community who don't who don't believe her view or who don't agree with what she perceived, uh, who deny that that, it, that it's real. The project sprang from a residency that Pixie attended in 2019 at the Klondike Institute of Art and Culture in Dawson City, Yukon. During her time there, Pixie was working on an experimental film incorporating still images with voiceover and narrations. I began taking photographs of the, of the flora, of the plants, of the landscapes around um, Dawson in the Yukon. And because it's, I live in, in Eastern Ontario here in the Ottawa region, the Yukon is very exotic. And so the, the, to me, it was exotic, the images, the mountains, it was the, the plants are different. There's some different plants there. There's things like fireweed. Um, and there's just a sort of, yeah, different in energy in, in the place. So that inspired me. I, I took photos uh, to kind of build a, a photo bank. Uh, a database of images that I could later work with. Um, those included also uh, portraits of locals. They weren't exactly portraits because, uh, in, in the traditional sense, because I had introduced the idea to the locals as people posing for fictional characters that I had yet to create, that I had yet to write. <laughs> so people came forward and said, yes, I'd love to be part of your photo essay whenever you make it. And so I also gathered a data bank of images of um, some people who were local to Dawson City. Um, and these are some of the people that you see in the one of the photo animations. Um, so yeah, I had this material and I was working over four years. I was just playing with the images, but I didn't have a story to go with it. And I, 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 I love narrative uh, work and I love stories. And so I kept trying to... Um, um, to arrive at, at this, this story through looking at the images. Like I would look at the images and I would think, okay, what is this telling me? And then finally, um, the, this project came along and I applied without any intention of actually using this material. Um, I, could, I thought I would be doing something uh, very different actually when I, um, when I started with, with you all. <laughs> Um, and then I realized that it was like the perfect opportunity to, um, use the, the images to create a story. Uh, and then the, the augmented reality technology sort of demands that you can't have anything very lengthy. It has to be little short pieces. And so what I had been working on, I was able to sort of, um, refine and, and then I turned those into the photo animations along with the music um, by the composer, Craig Peterson. That's Craig Peterson's track. Pixie was developing the orb during the Ottawa Freedom Convoy which saw hundreds of vehicles and thousands of people pouring into the city to protest vaccine mandates in early 2022. Everyone I knew was having fallouts, was having conflicts and heartbreak with people in their community because they found that a family member or a best friend was on a different side of the debate from them. 
And so that really affected me too. I, I had an experience like that with some close friends who I love very much. But I found that I was on the other side of the story that they believed. And so that, that rocked me. And I wrote the story um, as a kind of a, I think a, a wish to kind of try and put myself in the shoes of those who I, we see as the other, right? <laughs> because the woman in the story, she's sort of on the other side, you could say. Um, and so I wrote it from her point of view, from, from that point of view, as like, just to reach out emotionally and, and try to understand. But also, I think the question of, um, when it came to the question of like our democracy, when it came to those questions about, you know, is it ethical what, what the government was doing? And you feel like, for me, it was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned our democracy is at stake with what's happening with these movements. But if you speak to someone in the movement, they have exactly the same concern. And so for me, it was um, who's right and who's wrong and how do we, how do we heal this? How do we heal? This is the question of our times. Pixie says that as an ever-evolving artist, there's a demand to learn new technologies. Through the Tender Circuits project, she began to explore augmented reality. I just thought it was amazing that you could have a photograph on a piece of paper and that when you held your phone over it, it transformed into a screen. It's a hologram. And it's something very simple, but uh, I found it really exciting. Uh, As someone who's whose work I like to disseminate, I tend to disseminate my work on screens. That, that tends to be the bottom line, right? I was like, wow, I can just put a picture up and then someone, anyone at all who has a phone, it's, it's fairly democratic in that sense. If they have access to a phone and access to the photograph, they can watch my video. And Pixie's experience with Tender Circuits? It was really wonderful to be a part of a cohort that was uh, national, even international, you could say, because there was an artist, there is an artist from Mexico. Um, and so people were bringing their perspectives from not only their own lived experience uh, as artists or as um, people who had worked with, with AR, but they were bringing experiences from their cultural landscape as well, like where they were living. Um, and, and then there was the multidisciplinary aspect of it. So the yeah, there were sculptors, theater artists, um, you know, so many different uh, approaches. So that was very, very inspiring and, and nurturing, and I I really enjoyed um, meeting everybody and, and talking with them. Um, and I you know I only I wish they had gone on longer. Like I would still still today I would if I could jump on a Zoom call with all of them and be like, you know, how is it going? And what, what, what did you end up making? You know, I can't wait to see the, the culmination on the website. Um, and yeah, I think uh, the community by the, through the internet, absolutely. It's a blessing of the internet. You know, there's so many, so many awful things about the internet. <laughs> um, we're so we're all addicted to it. And oh, it's just like, it's not a negativity. And, then, and yet, 
The silver lining is that we can come together. Many thanks to Pixie for sharing her project and journey with us. Our next two artists are Seth Thompson and Kel McDonald, who collaborated for their Tender Circuits artwork. Both artists are based in Ottawa and met in 2018 through the immersive theater community. Separately and together, they've explored site-specific projects and topics like memory and identity. But before we go any further, here's another message from the team at Digital Arts Resource Center. Have you ever wanted to record music or start a podcast? The Digital Arts Resource Center, DARK for short, makes it so easy to get into production. You can learn the basics of sound recording and editing through the educational videos on the online member portal. Here you'll record in a state-of-the-art studio and get in-person assistance from qualified technicians. Visit digitalartsresourcecenter.ca slash recording studio to book your time slot and start making things happen. And we're back. Seth and Kel's project for Tender Circuits is called Brutalism for Birds, a site-specific augmented reality work related to, of all things, the Postal Service. The artists use postcards featuring intersections of streets within Ottawa, including one in Centertown, a neighborhood in the city's downtown core. Digitally embedded in the postcard is a video of the juncture showing a floating 3D birdhouse encircled by birds. To give some context as to the, the imagery um, in the actual postcard itself, um, the intersection of Metcalf and Gloucester uh, was at one point an apartment building, uh, which was demolished and replaced with a fenced off area um, that's sort of overgrown at this point, um, like a lot of, of loose green space and then a small pedestrian path. Um, and so that's that's what's depicted in the postcard itself um, with the birdhouse sort of hanging over it. There's also um, an element of audio once it's processed by the augmented reality app, um, which is um, audio that we captured at the intersection while we were recording the video. Um, so it is the, act, the sound of actual birds from the space, which is by serendipity happened to be there on the exact day and time that we were recording and like lined up really perfectly with, with everything we had pre-rendered. And uh, it's just amazing how that worked out for us. But uh, that's what's actually like visible in it. Um, and it's something we can send to people. And I think we have posted out as well a, a few of these things. We have sent our service. prototype one. Yes. Um, the uh, One of the um, inspirations behind the work um, was a a real sort of curiosity sparked by what is this sort of disused corner, uh, which is prime real estate in downtown Ottawa, doing completely unused. Um, and we were, uh, in, in being sort of preoccupied um, with questions of memory and space, um, started digging into... Uh, the history of how it used to be the London Arms apartment, which was then torn down. And when thinking, when pairing that with the prompt about um, mycelial structure and fungal intelligence, 
uh, and the way that ecosystems all feed into and are fed by each other. Um, we also started thinking about the housing uh, crisis in a in a similar way and how every uh, the loss of one apartment building which had 49 units in it uh, is an impact to every um, apartment and residence home in the neighborhood and across the city. Both Seth and I uh, live uh, in downtown as well. I don't want to say our actual addresses. <laughs> people people <laughs> might want to send us mail, but yeah. <laughs> Just drop uh, on by whenever you want. You, know? <laughs> you can find us at the intersections of art and technology. The project reflects on housing as an ecosystem. We were also looking at, like in the early sort of ideation of the project, um, how it is that like mycelial networks actually communicate. Um, and there's this process that happens where one mushroom or fungus can be impacted, like damaged, and they have a small um, sort of vocabulary of like pulses that they can send between each other to indicate what the threat is. And then the other mushrooms around it sort of become more resilient to it um, in some way. And so we were thinking of like, when this relatively large apartment building was lost, like what did that send out into the rest of Centertown? And how can the rest of, of downtown Ottawa like fortify against um, this like gradual loss of these older housing developments? Um, especially as like newer things are developed and built around it. Kel adds that initially they were planning to use geolocation to allow audiences to see the artwork through their cell phones when they visited the physical site. But realizing how tricky that might become, they decided to turn to postcards. The beauty there really is another huge network when you think about it. Um, the the Postal Service is a uh, incredible structure just in its scope. And um, as well, the fact that it is something you need a home address for to really sort of, um, <laughs> when you experience housing insecurity, having a stable home address is one of those constant um difficulties where you have to keep being like oh i don't live there anymore and now i have been i've missed this important piece of mail or now i have been locked out of a two-factor authentication account because my phone is different and not tied to that specific location anymore or things like that uh it's there's an element of it as well with the postal service where you can send a postcard from anywhere, uh, but you can only receive it at a fixed place. So um, it, it still has that same element of like, if you completely lose one node in the network, it can still transmit this sort of warning to, to all the other nodes, which are still stable um, and still like reliable and resilient. I think that, uh, one really satisfying element of the postcards is that anyone can send them and anyone can receive them. So it is now um, this space for people's contributions to be written 
on the backs of letters to put out into the world on on their own time. There's so many entry points into Seth and Kel's project. I love how they spotlight a cordoned off lot in their neighborhood to confront housing issues and how they connect the concept of postcards to the importance of everyone having a home. And as for their experience with tender circuits? Both Seth and I have worked in um, STEM through the arts education for youth. uh, And often a lot of um, sort of digital technology um, learning spaces can feel very... um, very sort of macho and competitive, but the atmosphere that uh, that was in all of the meetings ended up being so reciprocal and um, really welcoming to uh, coming uh, to coming to the table with all different levels of experience um, and technical competency and. Uh, yeah, and well, very welcoming of questions. I, I really, I really enjoyed being in that space. Many thanks to Pixie, Seth, and Kel for sharing such thoughtful, creative insights. Their artworks were created during their virtual residency at the Knot Project space. To learn more about all of the Tender Circuits projects, visit digitalartsresourcecenter.ca. Our full list of artists includes Galit Ariel, Roberto Santaguida, Pixie Cram, Aaron Consmo, Helen Lamb, Vasuki Shanmuganathan, Kel McDonald, Seth Thompson, Lauren Schaefer, and Richard Mosca. Tender Circuits is brought to you by the Digital Arts Resource Centre, hosted by me, Marissa Galmit, produced by CKCU-FM with sound and editing by Bob LeDrew and Edward Jeanvaux. Special thanks to the team at Digital Arts Resource Center, Annette Hegel, Jillian Kennedy, Emily Azevedo, Alita Uch, Christopher Payne, Daniel Canosvita, Laura Paolini, Deirdre Morrison, and Ludmilla Race. We're grateful for the support from the City of Ottawa, the Canada Council for the Arts, and the Ontario Arts Council.